Listener Production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Thanks for joining me for this extra episode of The Briefing. Our news feeds have been filled with horrific images of war, death and depravity over recent weeks after Israel declared war on Hamas following its October 7 attacks on civilians, killing an estimated 1,200 Israelis and taking more than 200 hostage. Since then, Palestinian authorities claim more than 11,000 of its people have been killed in Israeli strikes and raids, and more than a million people have been left homeless. Well, right now in Gaza, another humanitarian crisis is unfolding. The Strip's biggest hospital, Dar al-Shifa, is currently on its third day without electricity, fuel, water and food after a number of bombardments on the complex and with Hamas militants and Israeli troops fighting just outside its doors. It is worth noting that Israel is denying targeting al-Shifa. Colonel Moshe Tetro, an Israeli Defence Force official, had this to say a few days ago. I hear on the news that there is a siege and there are strikes on the al-Shafiya hospital. I want to say clearly, this is a lie. There are clashes between IDF troops and Hamas terrorist troops around the hospital. There is no shooting at the hospital and there is no siege. The east side of the hospital remains open. Even now, anyone can leave if they want to. So why has al-Shifa become a target? Well, Israel claims Hamas is hiding in underground tunnels and bunkers beneath the hospital and is using the people inside as human shields. Hamas has denied those claims. It means once again, innocent civilians, many of them babies and children, are getting caught in the crossfire. According to Gaza's Hamas-run health ministry, at least 32 people, including three premature babies, have died inside al-Shifa in the last three days. And the death toll is only expected to climb higher if the situation continues. There are an estimated 2,600 patients, civilians and healthcare workers currently inside the complex. Today on this extra episode of The Briefing, I'm speaking to Arun Jegan from Médecins Sans Frontières or Doctors Without Borders, the independent international medical humanitarian organisation with volunteers inside Al-Shifa to find out the current situation on the ground and what doctors inside the hospital are experiencing as they try to save the lives of desperately sick and dying patients. Arun, thanks for joining me today on The Briefing. To start, what is the current situation at the Dar al-Shifa hospital and how important are its services to the population of Gaza? Thank you very much for having us on this podcast. Words can't describe what we are seeing in the Al-Shifa hospital right now. It was the largest hospital in Gaza. It had over 500 beds and the situation right now is absolutely dire. What we are learning from our teams on the ground is that this is nothing short of a war against this hospital. The Al-Shifa hospital is currently surrounded by the Israeli Defense Forces and we have some reports of the most horrific acts of violence against it. We've heard of snipers firing at patients and our staff trying to leave the hospital. We've directly witnessed an ambulance being hit by an aerial strike and our doctors had to go out and pick up the bloodied bodies of kids and, and, and people that had been wounded from a previous airstrike. The maternity ward has been hit. And this is all to say that it's causing a severe disruption in the services to the point where it's not really functioning. I think you've already heard that there's been a number of babies in the neonatal intensive care unit that require constant life support. They've all had to be taken off them and moved to the operating theater. 
Sadly, we've lost about three babies already, and I'm not sure what the status is of the other babies right now. We haven't been able to get in contact with them for one day. It's come to the point where our staff, and we have 300 staff in Gaza, they're struggling to go to work because it's one thing to work in a war zone, which you know I cannot even begin to respect the, the dedication of our colleagues, but it's an absolutely atrocious state of affairs when hospitals are being directly targeted. Your organisation has recently spoken with one of your doctors at Al Shifa. What have they told you about the conditions inside the wards and, and the work that they're trying to do, but are struggling to complete, as you said, because of the lack of food, water, electricity and fuel? It's a very good question. And, and this is where it gets heartbreaking. And just to you know, go a bit big here right now, the violent attacks in the hospitals and the dangers that come about from intense aerial bombing and now ground fighting, it's been a living hell for our medical staff to work. Now our doctors at great personal risk are trying to do their job despite real fears to their life. We actually lost, we tragically lost one of our team members on November 6th when he alongside with his family were killed when an airstrike struck him. But it's what you said, it's not just the violence. Gaza and especially North Gaza um, has been largely deprived of, of appropriate medical supplies, including medications, fuel, water, and our doctors have had to work in some of the worst possible ways. They've been doing open surgeries in corridors, amputating limbs without anesthetic and painkillers, and swaddling babies because of the lack of available intensive care units. I think, you know, in addition to that, thir- those 39 babies I talked to you about, there's hundreds of others of wounded that require assistance. And this is just one hospital. There are at least four other hospitals in northern Gaza that are reporting similar issues. What have your team on the ground told you about what will happen if this current situation continues? Now, by all reports, Al Shifa's going on three days with no electricity. What happens or what have your team on the ground told you will happen if this continues? The words that have been used in the media is that Gaza is becoming a graveyard for children. But I think what we're seeing right now is that Al Shifa might just become a mass grave because we've got so many wounded, we've got babies and children who require life support. And what they're saying is, is that if there's no pause to the fighting, if fuel and, uh, and water and food and supplies cannot enter Al Shifa Hospital, we will probably lose all these people. These are people that cannot just be evacuated because it's very difficult to evacuate people who require constant life support. And the question for us is, where do we evacuate them to? Um, and so I think I think, you know, listening to our colleagues on the ground, uh, it's a very it's a very difficult situation. And we believe that it's primarily due to the, the, the attacks on the hospital right now. You mentioned evacuations there. I understand there Israel claimed there was a kind of passage for evacuation. But then there were reports from Palestinians that they had tried to leave and had been shot at. Does MSF have any confirmation of what was happening in that situation? And have there been any further opportunities for evacuation? It's a really, really good question. And I think there's been a lot of misinformation about this particular uh, issue and maybe even a lack of understanding of what evacuating a hospital actually looks like. I can confirm to you that our, our staff have directly been shot at as they've tried to leave. And these are clearly marked humanitarian medical people. So that is true. But let's talk about what evacuating a hospital is. Hospitals should not be a target. We should never be in a position to evacuate. 
Hospitals are a place of safety. They're a place of refuge during conflict. These are often spaces where not, we're not just taking in the wounded. We're not just taking in the, the sick. We're actually taking in people who are seeking shelter because their homes have been destroyed or there aren't any other safe places. And in Gaza, what we are, you know, constantly what we're seeing here is that a 500-bed hospital might have 12,000 people in them. Now, they're not all wounded, but they're just people seeking refuge. So how do you evacuate this? How do you evacuate people from here? How do you evacuate uh, thousands of people? Where do they go? We've been told that they should evacuate out of North Gaza to South Gaza because that's where the, the IDF or the Israeli Defense Forces have said is a safe zone. But what we've learned is 30% of the killings, that's over 3,000 people, happened in the South of Gaza. So the bottom line here is that there is no safe space in Gaza. It's impossible to evacuate uh, hospitals without losing life. And just our firm position here is in a conflict, hospitals should not be asked to evacuate. What needs to happen in order to prevent more civilian deaths at Al-Shifa? Is it simply an end to the strikes on the hospital and hospitals around Gaza? What has to be done so that we don't see these people who are currently in wards without access to basic needs like food and water, let alone electricity and life-saving medical care? How do we save them? It's a really good question. And it's it's taken a lot of thinking from our side uh, on, on what the next steps should be and how MSF should respond and how medical organizations should respond in the wake of what is really an unprecedented situation, you know, laying siege to a hospital like this. And last week, I would have told you that it's just simply a matter of getting supplies in. It's simply a matter of getting fuel and water, water, water in, and we'd probably be able to save a lot of lives. But at present, the real issue right now is that hospitals are being directly attacked. And that's full stop. Full stop, they should not be attacked. This is the core of the issue right now. And it is a violation of international humanitarian law. I talked to you about it earlier, that hospitals are really supposed to be a place of safety. So in Gaza, MSF, we are calling for a ceasefire right now. And in no uncertain terms, an enduring commitment to stop attacking hospitals and medical staff. Israel's been very resistant to the idea of a ceasefire. Uh, Joe Biden has today said that he wants, quote, less intrusive action around Gaza's hospitals going forward. Have we seen any indication from Israel that they'll pull back on those assaults around healthcare facilities, even if they don't agree to a ceasefire? Might we see some cooperation there? Right now, we have not seen any pulling back um, uh, of, of Israel around Al-Shifa Hospital and other hospitals in the north. And that's confirmed by people on the ground who are still being fired upon um, as of a few hours ago were the last messages that we've gotten. So we welcome any pressure that can be applied to call for a ceasefire. And I understand this word ceasefire has been subject to a lot of scrutiny over the past few weeks. And as Doctors Without Borders, as MSF, you know, we're not a political organization. We are a neutral, independent medical charity. And as a medical organization, our job is to save lives. But what does saving lives even mean in Gaza? Well, for now, it means first and foremost, sparing the lives that remain. So it is not for any political or military reason. It is at this point, a moral one. A ceasefire would spare the lives of the critically wounded, the women, the children, and all the traumatized people. At present, there are over 11,000 Palestinians who have been killed and over 4,000 of them being children. So. For us, enough is enough. Mm. Arun, it's a 
desperately heartbreaking situation, no matter what side of the fence, even though I don't think there should be sides of the fence when it comes to innocent civilians being killed, no matter what, innocent people are dying and organisations like MSF are making a difference in trying to help protect and treat those people. So thank you for the work that your organisation does and thank you for chatting to us today. Thank you so much. That was my chat with Arun Jegan, Australia's humanitarian affairs lead at Médecins Sans Frontières, which right now has volunteers on the ground at Gaza's Dar al-Shifa hospital. That is all we have time for today. I'm Sasha Barbagat. Thank you for listening. Tom and the team will be back in your feed tomorrow morning at six. Listener.